Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, and I am the Dream Business Coach, and I have a really, really special interview today. I'm going to tell you about my guest, Brian Dixon. He's a podcaster, a conference speaker, and a fellow business coach. He believes that each of us were made with a purpose, and you're going to discover that purpose by clarifying your calling, discovering your audience, and creating your products and programs that are going to help you navigate a clear path to impact and income. Brian is passionate about helping authors, speakers, and aspiring messengers create a sustainable business through growing their platform and creating compelling online courses. He is the co-founder of Hope Writers, a membership site of over 2,000 working writers. Brian and his wife, live, his wife Julie, live in Charlotte, North Carolina with their three young kids. Brian, how are you doing today? Jim, thanks so much for having me on today, man. I appreciate it. Well, I'm excited when um, when you reached out. I'm a I'm a I've written seven books myself. I don't know if this this new book coming out is your first or not, but you know I'm I'm thinking it might be since you have all those young kids going on, right? I know, right? Yeah, I no, I did I did two books pre kids, and then one after the first baby, and then so this is technically my fourth, but my first big one. You know, it's it's with Harper Collins. It's a pretty big publisher, and you know we're putting a lot behind this book, so we're just really excited to get the message out. Good for you. It is, it is such a labor of, I don't want to call it labor of love. I mean, it's, it's such an important, you know, a book is such a great positioning tool. It's a way to, to share your knowledge and your skill yeah. with a very wide audience. But man, it is, it is just such right. a undertaking. Right. Right. So, so let's go back just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. When did you go to college? Yeah, you know, I, I was one of those people that they couldn't get enough of college. So, <laughs> so I, I, did, I did college in three years, you know, just, I couldn't wait to get out of there and go, you know, go explore. I wanted to be, I was in a band. I wanted to be a rock star. So, you know, my deal with my parents was that I had to graduate. So I graduated right. as fast as I possibly could. What did you play in the band? I played guitar and I sang and I, I wrote the songs. Looking back, actually, I, I was more of the producer and the promoter of the band than, than any like musical talent in the band. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Because I, I, I was a drummer in high school band and then I, then I got picked up the guitar because who, who can have drums in an apartment? So right. <laughs> get rid of those. But right. man, that, that is so cool. So after you graduated college, did you yes. go right to uh, entrepreneurship or did you get the proverbial corporate gig? You know, I, I had one of those... Um, those like desert wandering moments in my life. You know, I, I literally, you know, I, I graduated college. I bought a motor home to go tour with the band. And a month before graduating, um, our main, like the, the thing that made our band cool, if you could even say it was cool back then, <laughs> was we were this acoustic rock band, uh, kind of like a Fleetwood Mac meets the Cranberries. That's kind of like who we were, you know, back okay. in the 90s. And uh, the thing that made us cool is we had this really amazing vibe violinist and so every song even though it was like folk rock it had this like really cool violin and she she quit the band <laughs> and so it was like my whole plan and then from there like if, if we don't have violinist then you know then the drummer quit and then the bassist, well, then everybody quit you know yeah so so i had this plan 
to, to go and tour and, you know, take a year and try to make a go of it. And, and, and everybody sort of went, ah, it's not for us. So, so like literally with the, with the money that I was going to spend on touring in the summer with the band, I went to, I went to Europe and did that, that 30 day Euro rail pass, you know, just okay. backpacking through Europe. And, and I went by myself and uh, it was one of those moments of like, like, who am I? Why am I here? Just some real soul investigation, you know, which I think you do as you're, when you're 22, 23 years old. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I realized that, that the thing I always loved the most, uh, just looking back on my short life at that time, was teaching. You know, I taught guitar lessons. I taught Sunday school. I taught at a summer camp. And just the idea of like investing in other people multiplies your impact, you know? And so if I'm not going to be in this band, then what can I do that's going to make the big, the biggest impact? And so I decided to go back and become a teacher. So I was actually in, in education as a teacher for seven years and then, and then became a, a school founder, school administrator, and founded a charter school for about seven years as well. You, start, you started a charter school? I did. Yeah. It's called the Mentorship Academy. It, I had this an, an incredible opportunity. I was speaking at a conference up in, up in Michigan um, for educators. And I was working in San Diego, speaking up in Michigan. And a few people came up to me after the conference and said, we're from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're trying to start an innovative technology high school. Are you interested in helping us out? And I'm like, that sounds awesome. You know, <laughs> so I'd never been to Baton Rouge, didn't, couldn't put it on, couldn't, you know, find it on a map. And uh, flew down to Baton Rouge almost uh, 10 years ago, the time of our recording today, about 10 years ago uh, in, a, in a few days. And um, I spent two days just on a consulting project, you know, just helping people get vision and, and, and put a plan together. And at the end of those two, that two-day consulting gig, um, literally, I'm getting dropped off at the airport. And the lady that, that hired me to, to come and help out, she said, you know what? The one thing that the school is missing is, is a leader. And we want you to think about you know, leave in San Diego, come move to Baton Rouge and, and help us start this thing. Wow. Yeah. Man, was... Brian, this is, I, I got to tell you, I'm in my sixth year of uh, doing my podcast. Yes. <laughs> and I interview a lot of cool people, but man, I'm all right. What are we like five minutes in? I'm like, man, I, I hope, I wish I had more time with you. We got more time, but we got more you know, time. So here's the thing. I mean, folks, if you're listening, you know me, I, I, I you'll know it's a great interview if I, as I, if I get as excited as them. <laughs> Right. So, Brian, you clearly have a servant mentality. You, in, in the words of my seventh book, just say yes. You just say yes when you see opportunity. Oh, you, so that. That, just, that demonstrates courage. Mm -hmm. You're also a big picture thinker. So, and, and the reason I say that is I do, and I interview a lot of people who, who wear the coach badge. Right, right. And then I, I can usually tell 15 minutes or five minutes, I'll be kind, five minutes into the interview that they haven't really <laughs> coached anybody, let alone themselves. But you really, uh -huh. it sounds like you really got it going on. So just real, real quick question before we move on to the business yeah. side. So did you meet Julie um, when you had a guitar on? Was oh, she like, that have been cool? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the guitar thing didn't help at all. You know, okay. I was actually... Pretty humbled. It was just frankly, Jim, pretty humbled. You know, I, I remember I was in Cherbourg, France, you know, and, and there was this big storm between the English in, on the English Channel. So I was like, not jet, I was jet lagged and I was boat lagged, you know, or whatever that is, right? Seasick. Yep. And, and there I am sitting in, in this like alleyway in France, you know, my, my hostel fell through. And so like almost stayed on the street that night. And, and, and I went from like, you know, this band that was kind of taking off and, and, you know, the girlfriend and the, and the career and all that, and all that fell apart. And there I am sitting in the middle of nowhere, France going, who am I and why am I here? 
you know, and that was a really humbling moment, which led to, you know, let me become a teacher and let me, and let me see like if I can, you know, here's the thing. If you're feeling stuck right now, if you're feeling like I, I'm not making the impact of the income that I want to make, the answer is, is start, is show up and serve. Like just show up and serve. How can you serve somebody that's already in your life? And what, you'll, two things will happen. Number one is you'll realize it's not that bad, you know? And yeah. number two, you'll realize that you have a lot to give and it's valuable. And so that, that's, what, that's what led to education. And so there I was in, in math for teachers class, okay? It was my first day at, back at school. And it was, a, it was a master's program that I was working on, but I had to take this undergraduate class. And, uh, and so the first day of school at my grad program, I t- you know, we're supposed to do this group exercise, uh, find a partner. Like, so I tapped the girl in front of me on the shoulder. She turns around, these bright, like stunning blue eyes. And the first words I said to her were, will you be my partner? And that, oh my God. we got married three years later. That is so cool. <laughs> oh my God. So the other thing about the serve first is I did an yes. audio book um, and I give it away for free. No opt in nothing. So I just felt I was being led to do that, but it's called awesome. serve first and unlock a life of abundance and purpose. I love that. And I, that's not only did I tell them a personal side of my life, but I think that's really how entrepreneurs grow when you, when you really develop that servant mentality. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure we've all been to a, a conference where you hit, somebody says, just do what you love and just serve and the money will follow. And it's like, yeah, I need money now, right? That's but right. it really it really is, you know, in hindsight, people will see that. So I want to get to your, I want to get to your book, um, Start With People, The Daily Decisions That Changes Everything or The Daily Decision That's That right. Changes Everything coming out September 2019, which will be about a month after this interview goes live. Love so it. what love led it. you to the book, Brian? Oh, Jim, great question. So, you know, I, I have learned continuously that um, it's, hard to, it's hard for us to read our own label. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking I'm, I'm showing up and serving and I'm putting people first and I'm, you know, we start the school and that led to becoming a speaker and that led to helping authors and speakers, you know, get their message out and, you know, creating courses and creating membership sites. And, and, and that's a lot of what I've been doing over the last several years and I've just been focused on helping people achieve these goals. Um, and I was working with this, this business coach. We we're actually interviewing him for one of our membership communities. And right at the end of our interview, he said, if you want to take your life and business to the next level, do a 360 assessment. And I'm like, right away, you know, I, I was, I normally I don't take notes, you know, but I took notes. I'm like, right. To, I wrote down 360 assessment question mark. Like I had no idea what that, what that was, you know, what's a 360 assessment. So I reached back out to him and I said, help me with this. Like, what, what is this? And, and basically a 360 assessment is an anonymous survey that you send to people. If you imagine a circle around you, you know, that's the 360. So people that are in your, home, in your home, people you work with, people in your life, people at your church, people you used to work with, like people all around you in your life. Um, and, you, and you ask them through this survey tool, you say, you know, what am I good at? So for me, it was, what, what is Brian good at? Where, where does Brian need some help? <laughs> like basically what's Brian I'm terrible at? And if you could tell Brian anything, what would you say? So those are the three main questions of a decent 360 assessment. It's totally anonymous, Jim. So, so I, you know, I had no idea what they were going to say and I had no idea who said it. And, um, and, and as I was sending out those invites, you know, to take the 360 assessment, um, there was this, this kind of quiet voice in my, in my heart or in my mind that said, you need to send it to this person, you know, somebody that I knew our project had fallen through a few years ago and, and she didn't have a good opinion of me, mm-hmm. you know, and then, oh, you need to send it to this person. And so at first it was, you know, 25 friendly people. 
And then I'm like, oh, I need to send it to this person, this person. And, and really, if, I'm, if you're going to do that sort of self-evaluation, make it, make it an authentic one, right? So ask people who don't have a great opinion of you too. So you can figure out how, you can, how I can get better. So reading through the, <laughs> the responses, most of them are nice and positive, like, way to go, Brian. I think you're doing great. You know, maybe you could improve this one thing. But a few of the comments got like they they can read your mail you know they knew exactly mm. and it was one of the comments that just hit me right between the eyes it said brian often puts projects over people Ooh. and i had jim at that point i had set out literally i mean i dedicated 14 years of my life to education right educating mostly underserved kids in in baton rouge louisiana and columbia south carolina like in these in these places where education's not not the not in the top 50 you know like right. it's at the bottom <laughs> and and yet they could see that i was focusing on results and 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 as a result of focusing on results i was burning bridges along the way very cool i'm a i think words have meaning and i'm i don't know if you came up with the title or you help from your uh, editor publisher whatever but start with with your people and actually with your people is i'm, I'm looking at the uh, image folks on and with your is a different color than start so start with your people and That's right. so you've you've really uh, accentuated with your people what who do who does that, who does that mean? Who does that include? Oh, that's a great question. There's, there's basically three main domains of life, if you will, right? There's the people at home. So that's your home team. That's your spouse. That's your kids. That's maybe your, your extended family, but your, your, your people in your, in your home or, or in your family of origin. Then you have your work people, you know, your, your boss, your team, your clients. And then you have your life people, you know, your, your friends and, and even difficult people, you know, even that neighbor down the street who, you know, has that barking dog that's so annoying is still yeah. one of your people. If you think about that, just statistically, just to nerd out for a second, um, think about the probability of that person being your neighbor. Like it's one in a billion, right? It's just like the math is crazy of, of the, the, the statistical chance of us being in relationship with the people that we're in relationship. You know, the fact that I met my wife in that math for teachers class, like that's not an accident. You know, like the, the statistical probability is, is, is just mind-boggling you know that i would go through all these things to to end up becoming a teacher and she would go through all her things to end up becoming a teacher and being in the same class on the same day then to meet and and be behind her you know in the same aisle of the same class on the same day and so those are your people and here's here's what often happens with authors and speakers and and bloggers that i coach because that's a lot of what i do is i help people with their message is they're looking for other people you know they're saying well you know i want to i want to go right for these people. I want to go speak over here. But what happens often is they're not looking to the people around them. And so it's like pursuing your dream, but leaving your family, you know, or hating your job and trying to start this side business. No, start with your job. What can you do to show up and serve at your current job and practice your skills so that when you do eventually leave, you leave with a, rep with a referral, you leave with a recommendation, and you leave having done the reps of really showing up and building your skills so that you can apply those skills to whatever your dream job is. Wow. So, man, so deep. Uh, I'm curious about, um, so people said your projects over people, That's but right. I think it's interesting how somebody must have used those exact words, but I think we're all driven to achieve and to have results and we're supposed to have goals and we set timelines for the goals yep. and things yep. like that. But um, so, 
you've you've shifted now to starting with people, right? So I'm presuming you have a, a much different mindset than you did back then. What is, what does your morning routine look like? How do oh, you, I love how it do you start your day? I, I'm sure I'll I'll start your answer. I don't look at Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, we're we're it's almost 10 a.m. and I haven't looked at email yet. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great question. Well, first of all, you know. The subtitle is, is the daily decision that changes everything because Jim, I wake up in the morning thinking about Brian, you know, I don't wake up in the morning thinking about how can I serve Julie? And so it's a decision to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to hit snooze. I'm going to wake up for my people because I know I need my, my friend, Carrie Oberbrenner says, show up filled up. So, so basically what you need to do, the power of a morning routine is to, um, to reset the day, to have that miracle morning or the power hour, whatever you want to call it. So you have that time in the morning. So you are ready to meet your people. So my, my daughter, Emmeline, is now six years old. So this morning, she walked into my, we have this like office slash study area. She walked in at 630 in the morning. Well, guess what? I'd been up for two hours already. So I was alert. I was awake. I gave her the biggest hug. I said, good morning, beautiful. How are you? You know, and I, and I stopped what I was doing and I focused on her and it made her day because mm. she knows daddy has her full attention or yes. she has daddy's full attention. But Jim, if I slept in till 630 and she's, you know, poking my eyeball, like trying to wake me up, I'm not starting with her, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm starting with me and I'm sleeping in and I'm, and I'm letting my kid wake me up. And so for those that have little kids, listen, I have a three-year-old, six-year-old, nine-year-old, we're in that, we're in that, the middle of that, <laughs> the mess of little yeah. kids, you know, I think you've got to wake up earlier, you know, that's, that's the key. So, so right now I'm doing 430, <laughs> go to bed by 10. You probably hear it in my voice, you know, it was 1030 last night. So, <laughs> so 1030 to 430, wake up and, um, you know, you know, what, what I try to do, John Acuff says, be selfish at 5 a.m. And I just love that, you know, yeah. at 4.30, I can do whatever I want, you know, and, and often that's, that's prayer, that's reflection, that's writing in a journal. But you know what today was? Today was building a sales page for one of our membership sites. It was writing three campaign emails. Uh, it was building some graphics out for this campaign. It was getting real work done. Like I got real work done for about an hour and a half. And then I had about 30 minutes to you know, pray and reflect and journal. And then when Emmeline walked in the room at 6.30, I mean, I you're was in, on you're fire. On. You know, yeah. I was ready to go. You know, I'm on the other end of the kids' spectrum. My, yeah. my kids are, I think, 32 to 36. I think the twins are 32. <laughs> 31 to 37, stuff cracked me. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when I, when I started my business in 2001, the girls were, I think, 15. So it wasn't like I had real real little ones and honestly they didn't want to like hang out with dad at night although you know you wanted to be around yeah but what i realized because i wanted to put more and more and more time into the business and doing the whatever all the busy work was i just figured i'll take it out of my time hmm. so i woke up earlier and earlier and earlier there was a point where i was i was starting a another business called national social media and i, I was getting up at like three thirty four in the morning and working for like three hours and then um, you know, getting out with the rest of my day. So I, I just kept taking it out of my sleep time, which I know, you know, I have some couple of right. holistic doctor friends who said, that's not good. <laughs> and I get that, but you know, yeah, I, you gotta I, shift. I don't want to take it out. I don't want to like have dinner, excuse myself from the table and go lock myself in my office. Do you know what I mean? So I always that's took right. it out of what I considered my time, which was sleep time. I'm curious, Brian, with this kind of, um, mindset toward people and things like that, it's, it's interesting that I come across some people who think you can't have that focus and also be money focused because, 
you know, to, there's an express, my wife and I, you know, we, we support some charities and, yes. and do things. And, and I, I remember this expression I heard at one of these uh, fundraising dinners, somebody said, Jim, the best way to help poor people is not be one of them. So, you know, don't, don't have any bad feelings about, you know, generating wealth in your life through That's successful right. business and things like that. So I get that. How did, how did your, how did your mindset about money shift with, with this whole, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a metamorphosis, but this whole shift in your life. Oh, Jim, I love that question. Thanks for asking it. You know, I actually have a whole chapter on your money mindset. And uh, I just, I recorded the audiobook last, a couple of weeks ago. And, and I, I, so I read it out loud and I, you know, I heard myself saying it. And, and there's this like question at the beginning of the chapter, which is, you know, why would there be a whole chapter on money when the book is about people? And the mm -hmm. reality is money affects relationships. Money affects opportunity. Money affects choices. So you think about this morning, okay? This morning, I was able to give my kids, you know, an organic bagel, organic eggs that I cooked. I had time. I wasn't in a rush to go get to the office to a job that I hate. I work from home. Um, I made them a, a juice. I bought, we bought a new juicer last week, you know, and made them, and, you know, apples and carrots, you know, so raw apples and carrots. We put in the juicer and, and they had this great juice. So that was impacting their health. That was impacting how they're going to show up for their day because I have the income to be able to provide those things for my kids. So money mindset, I think money is just a tool like a knife, right? You can use it to cook a delicious meal. You can use it to carve a beautiful chair or you can use it to hurt somebody. So money is just a tool, but, the, but it brings up so many emotions in us. And I think we need to acknowledge the relationship that we have with money because we come from um, a, you know, our family of origin, right? We get we, this foo, right? A foo all over us, this family of origin that, that really affects the way that we see money. And, and for so many of my coaching clients, they've grown up in, in like a church or faith-based backgrounds, or they've grown up um, you know, with, with, usually it's a dad who just hates his job. Right. And that tone of home that they learned growing up they tuned their life to that sound that they heard growing up. And now for them to step into their greatness and to, and to sh really uh, serve people, show up and serve people and make a, abundant income feels dissonant. Like it feels like it doesn't quite match the tone that they're used to. So we all kind of go through this process of, it's not rejecting our past really, it's acknowledging it and deciding to move forward. And sometimes people move forward with you and sometimes they just stay where they are. And you, know, you, you have to have the, let them go with grace. Like you just have to have this attitude of that's what they're gonna choose. But for me and my home, what we're gonna do is we're going to serve as many people as possible, as well as possible, knowing that the workers do his wages. You know, Knowing that when I show up and serve well, I will be paid well because I'm delivering tremendous value for people and in return i can serve my family and my community well so powerful and i had about half a dozen more questions but i'm gonna i'm gonna end there because <laughs> that was a really good thing but you know so brian tell me a website where people can find you now and then you know remind us about when the book comes out and things like that oh jim you're awesome so you can <laughs> find all things about me at briandixon.com b-r-i-a-n-d-i-x-o-n.com there's links to my coaching and links to the book and we've got you know free blogs and videos and things like that there's a actually
a 30-second quiz, what I call the clarity quiz. So if you're feeling really stuck right now in your life, whether it's your job or your home, just go take the clarity quiz and it'll give you some, some next steps and some value uh, to help you move forward. Um, the book comes out in September, uh, but whenever you're listening to this, you know, it, it will be available for a long time. Start with your people is the name of the book. It's available on Amazon or whatever your favorite online retailer is. And we even have some bonuses for you audio listeners. So the audio book is going to have some really cool bonuses. So check it out on Audible or whatever uh, app you use for your audio books. That's so cool. So Brian, congratulations. You know, I'll, I'll tell you that most of the people that got booked on my show come from one of two agencies that I use, but, and, and I get pitched probably once a day. Wow. Um, so, but something just told me to connect with you and uh, I'm super glad I did. I really appreciate the good interview. Thank you. You're awesome, Jim. Thanks for the time. And thanks everybody for listening. And remember your message matters. It's time to make a difference today. Absolutely. Folks, that wraps up a really special interview. I'd Hit the rewind button if you have one. <laughs> Listen to this again. Um, I know we're connected here on my on my podcast, but I'm all over social media as well. Probably the best place to to get more about me is getjimpalmer.com or dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. And I do have a free Facebook group called the dreambizgroup.com, dreambizgroup.com. And um, we're doing a lot of teaching there. So uh, until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.